You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. The story is told about a very religious grandmother who decided that she wanted to send a Bible to her young grandson who just went off to college. And so she bought a new Bible, wrapped it up, and took it to the post office to put it in the mail. And so she went to the counter and presented the Bible to the clerk and to find out what the postage was going to be. And as is the custom of the post office, they asked her, is there anything in here that's breakable? And with a wry smile, she replied, only the Ten Commandments. We hear a lot about the commandments in today's scripture readings. And I think we need to hear that against the backdrop of the most basic truth and teaching of our Christian faith. And that very simply is, God loves us. If you don't believe that God loves you, nothing else that we do makes any sense as people of faith. God loves us so much that God doesn't give us just the gift of life, but it comes with directions. And that's what the commandments are. Because God wants us to enjoy fullness of life, not only here on earth, but for all eternity. God wants us to be happy. And sometimes I think people forget that. And they think that God gives us commandments to take all the fun out of life, when it's actually just the opposite. God gives us the commandments so we can have fullness of life in the here and now and in the hereafter. But we have to trust that God does love us and want us to be happy. Yes, Jesus tells us that the greatest of the commandments is to love God above all things and to love your neighbor as yourself. But when he tells us this, he says, I did not come to destroy the commandments, but I came to fulfill them. He reminds us that the Ten Commandments are simply examples of this law of love, which is not limited to just the Ten Commandments. Oftentimes, our greatest sins, as we all know, are not the bad things that we do, but rather the good things that we fail to do. And so, yes, Jesus says, I come to fulfill the commandments, not to abolish them. But we have to trust that God knows what's best for us and that God wants us to have the very best. But we know that they can be challenging because we live in a culture and society that tells us if you want to be happy, you got to pursue power, fame, pleasure, or wealth. But Jesus suffered and died on the cross to remind us that the way to genuine joy and happiness is the way of selfless love. And so, yes, the way of selfless love can be very challenging. But the good news is God assures us that God's mercy is even greater than the challenges of that command of selfless love. And so God tells us, because we are forgiven, we must also be forgiving, which is a challenging part of that way of selfless love. But against forgiveness that brings us genuine joy. Otherwise, if we're seeking retribution, we do not have genuine joy. And we give someone else control over our lives. We want God to be in control. The story is told about two little boys. One was eight, one was six, 
they'd had a little tiff during the day, a little rift. And so at night, when their mother knelt down to pray their evening prayers with them, the little eight-year-old boy, when he said his prayers, praying for his mom and dad and his grandparents and his little sister, but he left out his little brother's name. His mother said, you forgot to pray for your little brother. And he said, I'm not going to pray for him. He's been mean today. His mother said, you know, in a mother way, well, you should forgive me. You know, just think how bad you feel if by chance your little brother died during the night and you hadn't forgiven him. So the little boy re- reluctantly mentioned his little brother's name. But then he said, but if he lives through the night, I'm going to kill him tomorrow. <laughs> we know that forgiveness, mercy, is the heart. Is at the heart of a way of selfless love. It can be challenging, but again, we know that's where genuine joy is found. We're reminded in the book of Sirach today that, again, God gives us those commands because God wants us to find fulfillment in life and tells us the choice is ours. You can choose death or you can choose life. God wants us to have life, and that's why the gift of life comes with a set of instructions. And St. Paul tells us that our wisdom must be mature, that we must not be like little children simply doing what is right and good because we're afraid, afraid of what the consequences or the reprimand might be if we don't do what we are told. We do it because we trust in God. We believe God is on our side, and God wants the best for us. And so that's what St. Paul means when he says our wisdom must be mature. The beginning of wisdom, the book of wisdom tells us, is the fear of the Lord. Fear in the sense of trust, recognizing God's almighty power and wisdom. And that when we trust in God, we will not be disappointed. Again, we must be mature and freely make that decision to choose life over death. The way of selfless love over the way of the world. We must be willing to be countercultural because we truly believe that is the right way that will bring us fullness of life. I've told you the story before. It always has stuck with me. It was in another parish during the season of Lent, and on a Friday morning I got a call from someone who posed this question to me. I know we're not supposed to eat meat on Friday during Lent, but I wanted to have, we're going to a special restaurant tonight, and they have alligator there. Is alligator meat? Having just returned from Florida this past Monday, and out for a walk last Sunday, I was on the walking path, and there was an alligator that appeared about 20 feet from me. I'm thinking to myself, I would never want to meet an alligator and have that alligator know I've been eating its relatives. <laughs> and so I said, I think alligator is meat. I recommend that you not eat it. But again, if you want a different opinion, you can call the Vatican. But again, sometimes we get hung up on those little minuscule things that aren't the heart of a Christian way of life. That's what it means to be mature in our wisdom, mature in our faith, and recognize what the main thing is, and to keep that main thing the main thing. If we trust that indeed God's commands will help us to find fullness of life, then we'll come to more fully believe that God is good. All the time. All the time.